Welcome back to unknown, untitled A24 film podcast with two Jake. Uh, fuck. I forgot. I definitely came, <laughs> I definitely came up with something for a title, but I can't remember what it was. Jake squared, <sighs> a Jake, a, a Jake centered podcast about A24 films for Jake's by Jake's. <laughs> Only Jake's allowed. Only Jake's allowed. I mean, um, there could always be the name that we used for our less than Jake cover band, More Than Jake. <laughs> More Than Jake. Um, Real Jake Fish. <laughs> oh, we get to be a ska cover band. That's fun. Yeah, uh, we I think ha- it was it something like ska. A24, like... A24 love letter or something like that. I don't remember. A20 Jake. (laughs) J24. (laughs) Jake 24. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, no one will get it. No one will ever click on that. Nobody will be like, oh, Jake 24. That sounds good. Yeah, no. A24 love letter is not bad. Something like that. Who knows? A24 colon. A yeah. love letter. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. If we're shoving colons in there, then we look like we really have our shit together. Yeah, I know what a colon is. Mm-hmm. It's inside my body. And it's on the title. We just <laughs> use a picture of a colon in place of the colon. <laughs> Put a whole How new level you? of meta humor on top of something that already doesn't need any humor. Exactly. Um, we, I'm doing... we made a joke about, you know, something that's not really a joke. Yeah. And then we rode with it for too long. Way too long. Um, speaking um, of really bad jokes that I came up with, uh, I came up with two and I had to write them down because I came up with them in such rapid succession that I was like, this is, I, I think I might be having a stroke. Um, <clears throat> I had an idea for a beer, like I'm going to make my own beer and it's going to be, uh, like golf themed like i don't know what it's gonna be called but it's gonna have like i'm gonna get golf like spokesman and like the commercial is gonna be like a guy out on the links enjoying a cold brewski uh and like doing some practice swings and then he turns to the camera and he's like jake's beer drink and drive and then he turns around and drives (laughs) Uh, and then I found out that OJ Simpson does like cameos, um, like those things online where you can pay money to have a famous person read like a personalized message. Yeah. And I was just thinking that the funniest thing I could do is get those for all of my friends, but like write them as though I am their wife and then just have him be like. You know, your wife told me that you're a great husband and you always take care of her and you should definitely cherish her. I would know. I'm O.J. Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So that's what I've been thinking about recently. Yeah, I. Oh, man, I've been trying to get a different job that's not killing my brain Mm -hmm. um, because I work nights right now. Right. And 
it's not fun. It's really bad. I've applied to so many jobs and I've heard absolutely nothing back. Yeah. So that's just frustrating. And I basically just like am a big sleepy boy all the time. But, you know, um, it's fine. I basically watch these movies when I come home from work and just take notes. So far, it's been pretty... It's weird. Both of these films that we've watched have frustrated me to no extent, but for very, very different reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. I uh, disliked A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan Third. Terrible. But I wrote 461 words about that. I <laughs> really, really liked Ginger and Rosa, and I wrote um, 1,200 words about that one. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like write how? So I guess how do you how are you watching these movies? I mean, like, do you sit down with like a notepad or laptop? Because no. I because I kind of just sit down and watch the movie, and anytime uh-huh. I have a thought, I just like take a bullet note and like put it in my phone. Um, I have been watching these with Cece, so mm-hmm. like I'm just watching it. We're just enjoying the movie. Um, kind of talk about it a little bit afterwards. But then uh, I just, like, come to my computer and, like, just think about it and then be like, okay, can I, do I know everything that I want to say? Like, and then I just kind of start typing and, like, as I'm typing, I'm getting ideas out and then others, I'll remind myself of other stuff that I wanted to talk about. And, uh... I, like, have the movies still, like, pulled up in case I want to, like, go back and rewatch something to, like, make sure that I'm not forgetting anything, but I haven't had to do it yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm writing these, like, the next day, so they're still pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting. Um, anyways, so I guess we should talk about what movies we're actually talking about today. Yes. Um, so... We started all the way at the bo- at the beginning of A24's dis- distribution. Because a lot of, I mean, like, I think a lot of these movies weren't necessarily made, like, by A24. Like, I know that Ginger and Rosa was just distributed by them, I think. Mm. But, um, so yeah, we watched A Glimpse into the Mind of Charlie Swan Third. Is that the exact title? Uh, it's a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan the Third. Oh, okay. Close enough. And then um, the second one we watched was Ginger and Rosa. I guess we'll talk about the, um, a glimpse into the mind first. Yeah. I don't think we have a. I don't. I don't know if we have a lot to say about that one. Um, I mean, I have plenty to say. That's for sure. But yeah, I think like the first thing that you need to say about this movie is that like. I was trying to figure it out because I watched the movie and, and like, I had a good time watching it. Like, it was just good while I was, like, I was enjoying myself, like, the whole time while I was watching it. Um, And, you know, afterwards, I was thinking about it and, like, that's when, you know, I was like, okay, the movie's not great uh, (laughs) in a lot of different ways. But while I was watching it, I wasn't really thinking about any of that. And I've come to the come to the conclusion that it's like it's a bad story. 
but it's not a bad movie. Like, as far as movie things go, it does all of them really well. Like, visually and cinematically, and, like, the soundtrack is very good. Like, all of the parts of it that make it a movie are really well done, and I like them. And even, like, the writing and the acting, like, all of that stuff is good and believable and well done. Like, Charlie Sheen plays a great role. I mean, he's basically playing himself, so it's pretty easy, but he does a great job. Bill Murray's great. It's like none of the parts, none of the story is any good, but all of the movie bits are really fun to watch. Like I just, I had a good time watching the movie. Yeah. See, and I didn't, I I don't know if it was because I was like dead tired or something, but I just like, I agree that there, uh, that the story was bad. Like, I didn't, and I just thought some of the writings felt weird, and the act, like, especially, yeah, I, I kind I wrote it, I wrote it down, I said, everyone else in this movie is, like, doing good, and mm-hmm. everyone else, um, but I just thought that I don't like Charlie Sheen, right. <laughs> and I just don't think he's that good, and so I was, like, I just thought that a lot of his delivery was really weird and awkward, and I don't know, and like, yeah, the story, the story just doesn't make, like, he doesn't really change at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he starts the movie, and he's like, and he basically just gets to the end of the movie, and he is like, he starts the movie upset that with this whole breakup, mm-hmm. throws the shoes off the hill, and then like gets through the movie and is still like upset about it, kind of. Yes, and somehow I don't know. He just doesn't like. He goes through absolutely no change. Uh, do you just want to hear what I wrote about this? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, this movie is weird. Visually and cinematically, enjoyed every second of it. It's a pretty movie, and it's shot really well. The acting is great. Um, are we supposed to like Charles? Because Charles sucks. Okay, I... Yeah, no, I, I wrote that too. I said, are we... Su- like, how are we uh-huh. supposed to like this person? Because, like, the way that he's written makes it seem like we're not supposed to. Well, he makes it seem like we're not supposed to, but I yeah, feel like, like the writing is like almost... We're supposed to like him because yeah, like he's the our main character. direction but like, of we, the movie. But we haven't... Yeah, it's but, like the direction yeah. of the movie pushes us towards like, he's the protagonist. We're supposed to like him. Like, we're exactly. rooting for Charlie. But exactly. he sucks the whole time. And so I wrote, I'm a... Uh, I'm more than happy to indulge myself in a movie with a protagonist that is a bad person, provided that the work is aware that they're a bad person. I'm not sure this movie does that. I appreciate that Charlie doesn't grow as a person. I really hate movies that make it seem like you can grow and become someone better in the span of a few days because of some frivolous events. Charles begins the movie as an asshole, and he ends it that way. But throughout the film, yeah. it seems like we're supposed to like him and should be rooting for him. The happy ending also affirms that we should like Charles and be happy for him that it all worked out. He clearly didn't learn any lessons. 
He's going to do this again. He's going to put an undue burden on those people, on those around him. Everyone's far too patient with him. Once again, it's fine if you want your main character to do these things, but you also can't expect me to like him. I suppose I could be trying, or I suppose it could be trying to say that even bad people contain multitudes. For example, he's a good uncle. He is also a shitty boyfriend, boss, business partner, and person. Or maybe it's an indictment of how famous people can get away with being dickheads because they have money and influence. That seems like a stretch, though. Why does he throw the shoes into the ravine? That's what I was saying. I'm like, it would have been because she literally says at the end of the movie, like, hey, I want my shoes Uh back. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. I feel like if he really would have changed and if he really would have gone through something that, like, forced his outlook on life to become different he would have gone and gotten the shoes and returned them. Mm-hmm. But, like, that doesn't happen. And yeah. I don't know. It, it, like, it was just weird. And yeah. um, If he just would have brought the shoes back to Ivanka, the movie yeah. wouldn't have suddenly become good. And But it would have been but better. He, he still would have been an asshole the whole time, but it would have shown that he was willing to, like, admit fault and, like, see the wrongs that he had commit committed um when he's outside uh her house he acts like he's remorseful and like moves on and like has a desire to move on and like make amends and that's what you mm-hmm. think's gonna happen and then he just throws the fucking shoes away and makes a bunch of money off his des- depression fueled fantasies. He just he uses Ivanka to feel better and uses the pain that he felt to make money all while fucking her over. Um, that's like and like speaking of using. OK, I'm just going to read the rest of this. Speaking of using women, the movie's sexist. Uh, the ideas expressed about the ball busting society or something else. Uh, why do women get so worked up about mediocre white men being assholes crazy well not only that but like i literally i wrote down i was like why um i i wrote down how does no one question why a man like charlie sheen can get a young attractive woman like that itself makes this movie unbelievable and i was like because it's true i mean i don't know it's true i mean charlie sheen is charlie sheen and it's just every woman in this movie is like a young and pretty and skinny, like very like typical, typically attractive woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like Charlie Sheen. I don't. I don't know. I'm just like how how can anyone be attracted to the, him? Well, I mean, it's like it's not about him, like his True. looks or anything like that. It's about money. It's about power. It's about influence. Yeah. Um. I mean, he might have, like, good stories. Who fucking knows? I mean, it's like, I'm not gonna... I mean, like, the thing is, is that there are plenty... I feel like there are plenty of traditionally attractive young women in Hollywood who would go out with Charlie Sheen. So, um, true. I mean, that part doesn't seem outside of the realm of possibilities. But it's just, like... I just hate how nobody cares that he's an asshole. Like, Ivanka's the only person who cares that he's an asshole the whole movie, and then he just fucks her over at the end. (laughs) Like, the whole movie is about shitting on her because she's the only person who sees this asshole as a bad guy. Yeah. 
she's the only one that ever like calls him out on it like his shit and the movie is basically telling us that that's bad <laughs> yeah and that um, women who call out mediocre white men for being dickheads are annoying <laughs> like that's the message of this movie i don't and also understand. apparently trying to kill them yeah i just like i don't uh, it's hard to draw any conclusions from this movie that aren't like bad things like it's hard to see anything charitable that you could put onto this like i did try and do that a little bit where i was like maybe they're saying that people contain multitudes or maybe it's a criticism of hollywood but it doesn't seem like a criticism of hollywood it seems to be almost like a promotion of how shitty people are and how they get away with acting like dickheads like they're like isn't this awesome it all works out in the end if you're just a dick the whole time yeah well i don't know and this movie, I don't, um, like you said, it's sexist, but it's also pretty racist. Yeah, <laughs> like, the Native casually. American scenes are obviously Native, very problematic. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that if it's supposed to be written as like, um, kind of ironic and like kind of look and meaning to be that way, but. It just, I don't know, it, it it struck me the wrong way, and I was, like, it was weird. And, on like, while we're on the subject of those scenes, I feel like this movie would have done a little bit better if, like, if there was just one more Passover in, like, the editing stage. Because I feel like a lot of the scenes, especially, like, the kind of daydream scenes, went mm-hmm. on forever. yeah. Like, but that was like it, Bill Murray's best parts were the yeah. were the fantasy scenes. So I think you're they like, were. Eh, let's not cut out Bill Murray's best stuff. True, yeah, because he is like the glue that holds this movie together. Like everything would fall apart if it weren't for Bill Murray being there. But I do like him though outside of the fantasy stuff because I feel like <clears throat> you get like kind of a real yeah like um a real performance by bill murray Mm -hmm. instead of like this weird whimsical bill murray performance that he like always does (laughs) that's the bill murray that i love that's like the wes anderson bill murray yeah exactly i feel like this movie was like trying to be wes anderson like in a way yeah like with the the, art direction visually i think not not as far as the shots, but, like, the color palette and, like, uh-huh. the actors and, like, just kind of the, like, whimsical weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, we're trying to be a little artsy, but also, like, not. I don't know. Yeah, I do. Hmm. I do just kind of feel like maybe this movie is a giant piece of irony that you're yeah. never supposed to take seriously at any point. But... And maybe it's my fault for, like, just not getting it if it's that way. But it doesn't feel like that's exactly how we're supposed to take it. Because, like, the whole thing isn't drenched in irony. Like, the whole, like, like, I would say probably more than half of the movie is very realistic. And, like, 
pretty down to earth as far as things go. And I'm like, if the whole movie's supposed to be ironic, then these scenes all of a sudden don't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Like all of the scenes with his sister, like all of those very like emotional, like family oriented drama scenes. Yeah. Those aren't ironic. But there, (laughs) there was just, there's a lot of weird things about this movie that like just don't make sense. Like, and part of, I wrote this down, but part of me was like, when it came to the sister, I was like, why is she at the work party? Like, yeah, there's a lot of times when it's just like, why is she there? Like, it seems like sometimes she's just placed in a scene mm-hmm. to deliver, like, some form of, of like, thing. moral voice. Yeah, like, and I, so I was just like, wait, hold on, this is a work party yeah. at Charlie Sheen's work. I don't think my sister, I would never invite my brother <laughs> to a work event unless. I don't know unless I maybe maybe I would, but I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like that. Yeah, I, I agree that they just kind of put her in whenever they're like, we need a voice of God around. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like that's the least of the things we can critique about the True, movie yeah. is the fact that she's there. Why the caviar? That shit was weird. right? <laughs> yeah, he kind of just randomly was like. Yeah, I I don't even really remember why he was doing that. Can I get heroin? He was trying to get, like, a a, a cabbie to find him drugs. Yeah. And then the cabbie's like, I got a guy who sells caviar, and he's like, perfect. He's like, perfect, I'll spend $800 on that. Yeah, he spends $800 on caviar, and then he's just eating it in the back of the cab. And I'm like, how does he... Like, earlier in the movie, we find out that he's basically broke. And then he's just like throwing away a thousand dollars on like caviar, and that cab ride had to cost hundreds of dollars. And uh, then, and then he he shows up at the party, and Bill Murray's like, "Just kidding, you're not yeah. broke." Yeah, that's another reason why it's just like clearly this movie is trying to make us happy for him. Yeah, because like everything is just working out in the end. Well, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. There's so many. And this is at this point, like these are just nitpicks, but they're just things that I wrote down. Like hit me with them. Um, but like, is no one going to say anything about how fucking stupid his car is? Like <laughs> <laughs> his car is so dumb. And then no one, I don't know. And then that also, he's a bad driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that car goes through so much shit because he's like, and also the scene where he breaks the fucking like front door of that place uh-huh. with the trash can. And then he like runs to get in his car and does like a seven point turn to get out of the place. No, he get he gives up. Like he runs away from the car. He like, yeah. Yeah. And then he just fucks off. Um, <laughs> it was, I, have been trying to figure it out. I don't care enough to learn the answer to like actually go back and figure out why. But like, why does he break the window of that building? Does that building because, have significance? It's because okay. So re- remember his. I I was very confused about that too. 
but his sister does like a very very oh. weird casual sh- like at the end she's like thank oh yeah she says thank you for sticking up for me about my book not getting published right so i now like, realize she's like celebrating the fact that he fucking threw a trash can through the front door and she also like, covers like, for him she was like the like, police just no came worries. in here She's like, the police just came in here and asked about you, and I told them that your car was stolen. Like, she covers for him. Yeah, and she's like, thank you for sticking up for me. And it's like, what was his plan? Like, He didn't stick up for you. He he did criminal mischief. (laughs) Like, I don't think my sister would be happy if, like, all of a sudden she didn't get into, like, some, you know, dance production or dance performance company and then i went and put a brick through one of the windows of the building i don't think she'd be happy that i did that no um would your brother would your brother be happy you put a brick through a window of a hospital that didn't hire him (laughs) yeah if anything i feel like that would be a little embarrassing yeah i mean it would just like i mean it's like also it's dumb and childish and immature and it's like that's what Charlie Sheen's character is the whole time. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is some type of fantasy from a child's perspective. Maybe this is a movie about a little boy who never grew up and is trapped inside the body of a 50-year-old cocaine-riddled HIV patient. Well, and like... <laughs> There's a lot of things that could support that. I mean, there's literal musical numbers in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's like fantastical and yeah, and I mean, you're right. Maybe that is the case because like all the women are like the are like the typical standards of beauty, like big yeah. boobs, like And they're and all of the fantasies are so childish in that yeah. it's cowboys and Indians. It's just like in all the movies or it's and like spies. I'm gonna, I'm saving you from the spy. And uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe that's the story. Maybe that's the subtext is that some people never grow up and this is what they're like. But it doesn't explain why people treat him like he's a child the whole movie. And they are like willing to accept the shortcomings that come along with a person being seven years old, even though this is a 50 year old man. Yeah. Well, and I would be willing to accept that, like, this is a movie about about um, not being able to grow up and, like, not changing and stuff. Be- but, like, the movie just doesn't – the movie wants you to be on his side. And so mm-hmm. I can't really believe that that's what they're going for because that's not what they're telling us. I do – And like the only thing that I can think to be very charitable to this movie is that <clears throat> this is a movie – from the mind of a small boy, like a seven-year-old boy thinking about what he wants his future to be like. Yes. But even that instantly falls apart because what seven-year-old boy wants to be completely incapable of love and is heartbroken and is just an alcoholic who's ruining his own life? (laughs) Like, I just, it falls apart right away because, like, even in the movie, Ivanka does like sees through his bullshit. Like she thinks he's a bad person. She thinks that he acts like a child. And it's just like, but nobody else does. Yeah. Also, like, um, 
I kind of, for a brief second, I thought, oh, maybe it is like an ironic, maybe he's not supposed to change the whole entire movie because he literally, like, I physically he doesn't really change either. Mm-hmm. Like, he literally does not take his glasses off the entire movie, which made me want to scream. <laughs> and so, like, part uh, there was a brief second where I was like, oh, maybe that's in like on purpose, and he's literally not supposed to change at all and and it's like but you just start thinking about it and the minute you think about it any longer than like five minutes you kind of start putting holes in that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah there's really no charitable way to view this movie that holds up like every time i try and give it a charitable you know uh, like premise I just punch a whole bunch of holes in it. I'm like, it's just a shitty story. Like the person who wrote it didn't do a good job of telling the audience which way you're supposed to feel about something. They didn't give a good direction like to any of it. I mean, it's just poorly written in that none of the characters make any sense. Yeah. Um, real quick before we wrap up and kind of score this movie, um, I'm Charlie Sheen, and I play Charles Swan. <laughs> I thought that was a little weird twist. I I thought it was fine, because I do really think that he's supposed to be playing a version of himself. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I just thought it was weird that, like, the end of... I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of it. It was just kind of, <laughs> like, funny to me. The whole movie is just weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not great. <laughs> okay. Um, that being said, you seem to l- like this movie less than I do. Um, yeah. I mean, we both hate the story, but I seem to like the actual everything else about it, pretty much. Yeah. Um. um so, what do you rate it out of twenty-four? As out is of t- tradition. Out of twenty-four. Um. I'd probably give it like I'm trying to like not be too harsh because I'm uh, but I'm also trying to do like mental math right now. Multiply whatever you want to give it by four, and that's the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I'd give it like a twelve. Wow, like right in the middle. That's that's higher than what I gave it, and I liked it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a fifty percent. I like usually. I don't like 50%. I don't know. I gave it a nine. Yeah, because that seems like, a little bit. I don't think people should. I mean, that's like a 36% or something like that. And it's like, yeah, maybe if you like Bill Murray or you like Charlie Sheen or I don't know, you want something that's visually appealing. Um, it's like, uh, like I wouldn't recommend anybody watch this. Like, I, just, I don't think it's a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that if you ever, like, put it on, maybe if you were, like, at somebody's house and, like, they just put something on in the background, like, while you guys were having drinks or whatever, I do think that it would be eye-catching enough that you would probably sit through the movie and not hate it because it's pleasant to look at and it's well-acted. And the soundtrack's good, so... Yeah, the music is good. Um, but I think that there's no reason you should ever just, like, seek this movie out. Yeah. 
Can I go back and re- rescore it, or am I in the books? I don't think. I. I mean, who's locking us into anything? I. I'm going to change it to one. Back to nine, seven. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go down to eight since <laughs> I'm just going to go right below you for this one. <laughs> Boy, this is going to be fucking weird. But and so in conclusion, this movie wasn't very good, and. We'll see you next week when we talk about a better movie, or next episode when we see a better movie called Ginger and Rosa. All right. Bye. Love you.